while you're turning there, today's message is on wisdom and discernment. There are just so many voices in the world today, so many different voices that we need discernment. There are so many voices in our personal worlds that we need discernment. And when I say our personal worlds, I mean our personal lives, the things that we go through on a day-to-day basis. There are so many voices advising us on what we should do. There are so many voices advising us on what we should not do, you know. There's plenty of people to tell us what we should be doing, and there's also plenty of people always trying to tell us what we should not be doing. So today's message is on on discernment. And first of all, do we need discernment, you know. So as usual, the Word of God is our guide concerning the things of God, not my Word, but the Word of God. So in terms of do we need discernment, we see in 1 Kings chapter 3, and let's just start at Verse number 5. Okay, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse number 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth, and in righteousness, and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out out or to come in. So first of all, let me just ask you, you know, if God was to ask you, um, what, what would you ask him for? You know, you ever stop and think and ask yourself, what would I ask God if God said, what do you want? You know, if he just says carte blanche, anything that you want, what, what would you ask for? Okay. But then the key thing here, though, you jump down and you see David says, I am but a child. I know not how to go out, nor to, nor to come in. So Solomon right away, he's saying, Lord, I don't even know what I'm doing, you know. How many times in our lives do we actually go to God and just say, God, I need help here because I don't know one end from the other. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's down. So many times it's just the opposite in our lives, I think. We think to ourselves that we have it all made and we know exactly what it is that we need to do, you know. I go out into the world and I say, I'm going to do this today. Here's my plan for today. I'm going to accomplish this. And how many times do we do that without thinking and asking God, you see. But Solomon, though, in all of his wisdom, though, he says, I don't know. I'm like a little child. And in verse number 8, you see, he says, And thy servant is in the midst of thy people whom thou hast, hast chosen, a great people who cannot be numbered or counted for multitude. All right? So on top of that, he's saying, and you've put me in charge of all of these people. Can you imagine how you must have felt? I mean, I know how it is when you take over a staff, when if you're a new manager and you take over a staff of people and all of a sudden you've got 20, 30 people under you and you're like, okay, now I'm in you close your office door okay I'm here now what do I do <laughs> okay now what do I do how do I start and many of us here know exactly what that feels like how do I what, what do I, and all these people are standing with their mouths hanging open waiting for you to come forth with something really brilliant to say or do you know and they're looking at you well boss and you're like sitting well what am I going to do you know but how many people actually self-internalize and say oh lord you gave me all these people now what am I going to do I'm like a little child. I really don't know. How many of us have that humility to say to ourselves that I don't know how to do this without you, God? All right? So God so it goes on to say here, um, 
uh, in verse number 9, Give thee, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy great people. So please underline the word there, discern. Okay? And I'm not going to finish the rest of it. You see that God, God mightily blesses him because in the first place what God says to him later on down there is that because of the fact that you did not ask for riches and things like that, but you asked for wisdom and discernment, I am going to bless you with riches. But what I want to really focus on here is that what he asked here was, was God, uh, that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this thy great people. All right? So we see here that, that Solomon in his wisdom realized that one of the, the most important things is being able to discern is to have the Lord being able to guide you in what is needed to be done. You, you know, and many people forget about that. They just figure, well, if I was to hit that Powerball, bottle, bingo, whatever that thing was the other day that had all those millions of do- billions of dollars, that that's all I would need. You see, but Solomon had all of that, and he had all of these people. Yesterday he's saying, I don't know what to do, you see. So he says, give me the ability to discern, all right? So obviously here, discernment must be something that's important, all right? Now, where does discernment come? from specifically. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Okay. 1 Corinthians. We need discernment today because there, like I said in the opening, there are so many voices out there. I mean, if you just look at what's going on, I'm not going to get political and get into elections and politics and things like that, but we we as Christians, especially in this day and age, we need to be particularly careful and aware of what's going on relative to politics. Um, This this election coming up is critical for this this country, uh, this presidential election, and all I just say is that as Christians, I really encourage encourage you you to vote you know don't be one of those that says uh, well I don't like anybody so therefore I'm not going to vote so that simply means that the person that you don't like doesn't get may possibly get a vote that you could have cast away from that individual so that's not an answer either you know take a stand and and, and make a vote Um, this country needs to be back to the way God had originally planned it to be and so on you know but anyway I'm not going to get into a lot of discussion there but we need to have discernment because there are so many people and influences out there today that are trying to tell us what to do. Not only on the political side, but in day-to-day life. I mean, you can be in the store, you know, and someone will say, well, you know, you shouldn't buy this, you should buy that. How do you discern which, which it is that you should buy? You know, you're looking at a house or depending... Thinking about a job, which should I do? What should I take? What should I do? You, know, you need to be able to discern, you know, and, and discernment goes beyond just simply, um, just simply making a choice. It's a lot deeper than that, and especially as we as, as Christians. We as Christians, because of Holy Spirit, we have the ability to tap into things that the non-believer or unbeliever does not have the ability to tap into. So therefore, we have an advantage. So as we are going through things in our lives and we're trying to make decisions, what Solomon was asking for to give me discernment, he didn't, he, he didn't sit down in his chambers and simply say, I will decide what to do. I need help from someone greater than I to know what choices I should make and what I should do uh, um, concerning leading. Amen. So going to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. And I want to go to verse number 4. Okay, and the question was, where does discernment come from? Okay. 
12, verse number 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. Underline the same Spirit. And you see this word Spirit there is capitalized, so obviously it's talking about Holy Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. All right, listen to that now. The manifestations of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. That means to benefit. It does not mean that you're going to get an increase in your salary. All right, well, you might, you know, but it means, it means to benefit your life in some way. All right, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit or benefit. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits. Please underline discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. To another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the very same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. Alright? So this is as the Holy Spirit Spirit wills. All right. Holy Spirit divides those gifts and disperses them to men as he so chooses. All right. So you see their their discerning of spirits. So obviously if the ability to discern or discernment is so important that it's one of the nine gifts of the Spirit that we see mentioned here. So obviously it's important to God. God would not put us in this place on this planet Earth knowing that we're living in a physical world, knowing that the devil is still loose currently and that his demons are still out there trying to destroy us. God would not do that without giving us all of the powers and tools that he can give to us and have at our disposal. Uh, Jesus said before he left, remember he told them before he, before he ascended to the Father, he told them to go to Jerusalem and to wait Okay, and he says, and I will, after I go, I will send my Holy Spirit. All right, Holy Spirit in the Greek there is, is, is paraclete, meaning counselor, meaning comforter, meaning the advisor. All right, we have Holy Spirit. God knew that we had to be here on this physical realm. And while Jesus is in the heavenlies and while Jesus is also in us, Holy Spirit is our... How can I put it almost? He's our, our, our day-to-day contact. And I mean, he is the source for everything, any questions that you have, any issues in life that you have, anything that you need to figure out how to be done, you know, he's there for us. And the gifts of, his, of him, according to as he sees fit, one of them is this discernment of spirits. In addition to discerning, in addition to discernment, though, we also need to have wisdom. Because without wisdom, we cannot effectively use this discernment. Okay, now, what does that mean? If you're gifted with, if you have this discernment, okay, and, and the, the gift of discernment and day-to-day discernment uh, are really two different things. Uh, we have discernment by virtue of the fact that um, if something is going on in your life, that you are able to discern whether you should go to the left or go to the right, okay? Discernment can get a whole lot much deeper than that, whereas when you have, have the discerning of spirits, as it's mentioned here, that is when you're praying for someone or perhaps even in conversation with someone and it's really deep and intense there and something is going on. You will discern what spirit is in operation behind that particular individual. This is very, very prevalent if you're in, if you're in um, demonology and you're doing deliverance and things like that. It's important that you have a spirit of discern- you have discernment of spirits when you're operating as in, in, a, in a deliverance function where you're actually praying over someone. Because if you're trying to deliver someone, you have to know what spirit is in or, or oppressing that particular person so that you can guide your 
the spiritual Holy Spirit attack towards that particular spirit. Spirits need to be called by name. So you don't know whether it's a spirit of fear, whether it's a spirit of lust, whether it's a spirit of, 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 of you know, anxiety or, or anything else that goes on and on. So you need to know what that particular spirit is. That's discernment of spirits. Day-to-day discernment is you as a child of God when you're going through something in your life or you're praying for a particular job or a house or someone that you're dating or whatever, you know, that when you're talking to that, to that person, you're able to discern what's going on even and say, well, wait a minute, you know, this person is not really what he or she is cracked up to be and, and this is not what's going on. Holy Spirit will give you some discernment here on what you should do. Amen. Amen. But that discernment without having wisdom Okay, you can get into a whole lot of trouble also, you see. And, 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 and uh, um, God will not give you full-blown discernment of spirits and discernment dealing with other people unless you have and are, and are demonstrating some wisdom because if Holy Spirit gave you some information and just to put it colloquially or, or casually if God gave you some inside information quote-unquote on someone that was very, very personal he is speaking to this person, Holy Spirit tells you blah, 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 blah about that person. And then you not having some wisdom, what do you do with that knowledge? What do you do with that knowledge? Do you go off and you say, well, you know, in the first place, I wouldn't have bought that red dress anyway because I know what you said about so-and-so when I saw you in that store. And then you go blabbing off on something that maybe God told you, just, just maybe mentioned to you, and God wouldn't be so silly and so you know, trivial to do something like that. But what I'm trying to say is that you, if you had some important information that Holy Spirit showed you about someone, you need to have the wisdom on what to do with that particular information. God will maybe show you and tell you something, give you discernment about someone or about some situation that could very possibly be meant for you and for you alone. Just because you know that does not mean that you need to run back to that individual and say, well, guess what God told me about you? You're nothing but a two-faced so-and-so, so-and-so. Anyway, you know, so, you know okay? All right. so, so man can be very, very fickle and very, very foolish when it comes down to, to, to powerful gifts. This is why God will not give you really powerful supernatural gifts until he knows that you are mature enough to handle them. All right? So if we have discernment, then you need to use some wisdom also on how to go about um, using that information. If God wants you to use it, or maybe God is simply showing you something for some other reason where he is, is wanting you to grow by saying, by, so that you can see, see, this is how my spirit works. This is how I can guide you. You see, if you get to the point of knowing that you will be able to always discern what it is that God wants you to do, then you are much more comfortable in your walk in Him because you can go day to day, day by day, with full confidence that if this is God and I'm hearing God, and I'm able to discern that I, I should not take this job, I should not buy this house, I should not take this particular route to work, I should take Main Street instead of, you know, 12th Street, let's say. All right? you, you, you start walking in your life and you're comfortable in that, you will find that doors will open up to you that will simply amaze you. You see? So discernment is very, very important, but you also need to have some wisdom. Okay, Lord, I have this information that you showed me. What do you want me to do with it? You know, do you want me to minister to the person? You know, many, many times God may give you discernment, especially when it comes down to dealing with other people, simply because God wants you to pray for them. God wants you to pray for them, okay? God does not want, and we used to talk about this in the other church during deliverance classes and things like that, that just because Holy Spirit may show you 
that someone has a particular spirit in operation in their lives, that all of a sudden you don't start getting so haughty and start looking down at that individual and say, ha, look at her. She's got that spirit of so-and-so, so-and-so, you know, and you start feeling better than her and so on, you know, or start downgrading her or, 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 or stop fellowshipping with her simply because of the fact she may have some spirit that's in operation in her life, you see. So discernment is one thing, all right, but Holy Spirit also wants you to use some wisdom in any information that God will give you. And God will not, surely, not show you the deeper things and expose the deeper things of him to you until you are mature enough to handle them and mature enough to know what to do with them, you know. Um, just real quickly, and I'm, I'm kind of dragging on the subject for, and it must be for a reason, but so many times we start looking down on someone, you know, because we may know something about them that Holy Spirit has shown them, you know. And we, again, like I said, we start thinking, thinking that we're better off or whatever. And, 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 and that is so wrong, you know, because if God is ministering to us in that way and opening our eyes that we can see something, there must be for a bigger purpose. So what I've always done over many, many years is say, okay, Lord, you've shown me this. What do you want me to do, if anything at all? What do you want me to do, Lord, now that you've shown me this, if anything at all? And the answer over the many, many years has been varied, you know. It's been, this is only for your edification, this is for future knowledge, or this is for prayer, or this is what I want you to do in ministering to that person moving forward, okay. That may come forth in a prayer line, it may come by in the middle of talking to the person or whatever. It does not mean that all of a sudden you should, you know, get this look... Oh, I got it. I got it. You know, then you start this. The Lord told me, sister, the Lord told me that I should tell you, you know, and you get this holier than thou thing and whatnot. And then or you go and you decide you're going to get a TV show and you give them all of this prophetic stuff. And then you say, we take Visa and Master Charge and Americans Press. And if you can get to me in 24 hours, $99, we'll give you a special deal, $79. And I'll get a prophecy to you how to do this. You know, you see, this is where people take this sort of thing. And it's, and it's a spirit of error that's in operation. But they try to pass it off as other things and that's in a whole different realm but anyway I'm just saying to you that discernment is very very important and God wants you to have discernment if God if Holy Spirit actually decides to give you discernment of spirits then that's even a different level okay but you need to have some wisdom in what it is that God wants you to do with that knowledge you know and it's most important that you need to maintain humility you can't go getting puffed up in self and saying, gee whiz, I'm getting these insights, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And, and oh, next thing you know, you'll be dropping out of church and we'll see you on Lancaster there with a booth opened up with a crystal ball and the palm in the air. And you'll be telling people to come in and you'll do readings for them. That's the next step that you wind up getting into when you start getting puffed up. Okay, so we need to have some wisdom, all right? So let's go to Psalm 111. Psalm 111, praise the living God. Psalm 111, okay, wisdom. What is this thing that's called wisdom? Psalm 111, verse number 10. Psalm 111, verse number 10. The fear of the Lord... Is the beginning of wisdom. Underline that, please. Is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. 
His praise endureth forever. Okay? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it starts. And the fear here, when, when the word here talks about fear, obviously, this is not talking about fear in terms of fright. You know, like you're afraid of God. It, it, it's, it, it's reverence. You know, it, it, it's the respect. You know, the respect of, of knowing that, that He is God. You know? Um, uh, I don't want to get this out of context. I mean, not that I revered my father, my, my earthly father, but I certainly held him in high regard with a whole lot of respect. And to the point that I feared him to the point of respect, even though as he got older, he was much smaller than I and, and frail. And I knew that if I got into a physical conflict with him, obviously I could overcome him, overtake him. But the mere thought of me putting my hands on my father physically to do him some harm brought such a fear to me that it was terrible because I respected my dad with so much. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. So while you don't fear God to the point where you're afraid of him, like, ooh, you know, if you're trembling, it's an awesome, it's an awesome respect for him. It's a reverence for God. Okay. So that is the beginning of knowledge. Okay. Now, um, if you don't have that, which is, which is what the whole issue is with the atheist, the atheist and agnostics and so on, they have no fear of God. There's no respect for God here. They don't really believe that he even exists. They believe that he's simply a force that's out there. And, uh, uh, you know, like Star Wars or something and so they don't believe that God is indeed who he is it's one thing to say that yes I believe in God it's one thing for you as a child of God to say yes I believe in God but do you really know who God is and do you respect him and hold him in awe as your creator the creator of all that is and just how great he is okay so that alone according to God's word is the beginning of wisdom when you get to the point that you understand that God is God and be still and know that I am God which just resonates and says so much uh, when you get to that point That's the beginning of having wisdom. You go to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. And we want to do 13. Proverbs 3, 13. Happy is the man that finds wisdom, and the man that gets understanding. For the merchandise of it is, is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. Alright? So happy is the man that finds wisdom, okay, and gets understanding, because it is more important than silver and gold. Alright? So if you, you can have all the silver and all the gold in the world, and if you don't have wisdom, then most likely that silver and gold won't be with you too long. Amen? Amen? So you need to have wisdom. God here is saying that, that relative to the things that most men would hold to be important, important quote-unquote, such as riches and so on, it's more important that you have wisdom. We go to the book of Philippians. Philippians 1. Philippians 1, and we start with verse number 8. 
For God, for God is my witness, how greatly I long after you all in the tender mercies of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in judgment. And here, judgment, if you have a, uh, a footnote next to it, you'll see that that word, judgment, is actually discernment. Okay? More in knowledge and in all discernment. That you may approve things that are excellent. That you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Being filled, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Alright? So we see here in verse number 9, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all discernment. So here again, we see wisdom and we see discernment going side by side. We go to the book of Colossians, or Colossians. Okay, and we're just going to look at okay, verse number verse number uh, let's start let's start at verse number 12. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, tender mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man, if, uh, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on love or charity, which is the bond of, uh, of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with uh, grace in your hearts to the Lord. Alright? So, underline in verse number 16 there, uh, the word richly. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, underlying wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. Okay, richly means full, you know, with all of it, all of its fullness. All right, dwell in us with all of its fullness, in all wisdom, teaching and, and admonishing. Now, you notice the preceding verses there, you, you, you look at the other things that, that were listed there. Uh, forbearing, in verse 13, uh, forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel, etc., etc. We see along with wisdom, you see the the other qualities that we should also also be um, uh, exhibiting, you know, you know, being patient with one another, having forgiveness, you know, and not quarreling. So many people think I think that you know God's going to give me these awesome, powerful spiritual gifts, and then I, I can just go on and treat people any way that I want to treat them. You know, that I don't have to be patient with them. I don't have to have forgiveness, you know. Along with having that kind of, that kind of knowledge, that, those kinds of spiritual gifts, comes quite a bit, bit of uh, requirements that we have to also do. We have to have a lifestyle that we need to live. We can't just be, be like, like, like braggadocio, you know, and walk around. I got this, I got that, I got this, and just go through walking over people all the time. Amen? Amen? So we see here again, we see the mention of the words wisdom. Uh, last couple of scriptures here, Hebrews Five. Hebrews five, verse number eleven. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered. 
seeing you are dull of hearing. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of solid foods. For everyone that uses milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Okay, underline that please, or put a bracket around verse 13. Everyone that uses milk is unskilled. In the word and righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Okay, so underline both good and evil. Alright, so exercise to discern both good and evil. You see, so here now we see what what Paul is uh, saying here in in this letter. Just to go back up to verse 12 for a moment. Um, Let's start at 11 again. Of whom we have many things to say. And hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. So he's talking to them, but they're being very slow to hear what he's saying. For the first time, when for the first time, you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again the first principles of oracles of God, and are become such as need of some need of milk and not of solid food. What he's saying to them is that, that you're not learning. They're not learning and not progressing fast, quickly enough. You know, you should be teaching people some of the things that, that are being discussed out there, but instead it's like you need to go back to the beginning and almost be fed on the very most fundamental things. So in other words, God expects us to be growing. You know, if you're a child of God, now that is not to say that you're going to go from zero to 100 overnight. You know, we, will ne- we, we are always in a constant state of learning when it comes down to the things of God. All right? But at some point you should be progressing where you are maturing more and more and more. But he's saying there that you, you're, you're dull of hearing. In other words, you're not listening. For when for the time you ought to be teachers you have need that one teach you again you see so think back to where you were five years ago ten years ago have you grown any have you progressed have you learned more do you know more about the deeper things of God than you did five years or ten years ago alright and he's saying that, that you, that's like you need to be taught all over again first the principles of the oracles of God and are become such as some need, uh, have need of milk and not of solid food. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful. So now, if you're still at a, at a place where you, you're still a babe in Christ, you know, and everything is relative, and I'm not saying that, that anyone should think that they are greater or better than someone else, but if you are indeed growing, then you should know more than what you knew five or ten years ago. All right? For everyone that's, that uses milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs belongs to them that are of full age or more mature, even those by reason of age, of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. All right? so, so, so the discerning between good and evil and the use of discernment comes with some spiritual growth. Amen? It comes with spiritual growth. And then the last scriptures here, 1 John 1 John One John chapter four. One John chapter four, verse number one. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Okay? Believe not every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Don't be so trusting. Okay? Don't be so trusting. 
don't believe everything that you hear, you know. And, and please understand when I, when I say this, and, and, and don't take it out of context, but just because we are all Christians and you're sitting in a church, okay, hopefully not this church, but you're sitting in a church and someone says something to you, you know, or, 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 or says this or does something, just don't always take it on first value face value now I'm not saying to think that everyone is lying to you you know but the word of God says believe not every spirit so don't always be so trusting you know because there are people that will say things to you or give you quote unquote advice and will have the best of intentions in their heart they think they're saying the right thing to you they think they're helping you but they're saying something to you that's totally poof you know out of the blue it certainly may not be what God wants for you to do or wants for you, you know, but, and, and many times they will start quoting scriptures to you, you, you know, you know, you, you know, but, but there's also that spirit of error that's out there too, where there are people that misinterpret scripture also, you see, you see, so we need Holy Spirit, we need discernment, all right, all right, beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world, you know, I, I, I've heard, I've heard people talk about, you know, talk about marrying somebody, and, 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 and I remember there was a sister that had locked in, and yeah, so-and-so told me that he was crazy about me, and blah, 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 blah. This is the man that God chose for me, and so forth like that, you know. And this poor guy, his thoughts were way off in a different direction. I mean, he was someplace else. He was not thinking that at all. You, you know what I mean? But this poor young woman got all caught up into hearing what other people were saying, and what somebody claimed that this person, this guy loves you, he likes you, and everything. Why don't you try the spirit? You know, why would you believe, you know, try, try the spirit, you know. And, and that's just putting that at a very, very basic, very low level. But I mean, this can really, it can get dangerous when it comes down to things, us making important decisions for our lives. You know, pertaining to work, health, uh, uh, living conditions, living quarters, where you're living, whatever it might be, you know. Try the spirits. Just don't go taking everyone for granted because they said something. And especially, you know, the the, the most difficult thing is that, an interesting thing, is that (laughs) the spirit that you need to try try the most always comes to you speaking with so much authority. Okay, they'll come to you quoting something or saying something to you and and whatnot. (laughs) We were, um, it's a good example, we were playing a game New Year's Eve at our house. (laughs) You know how they're laughing there. And it's a game where um, you have to, to, you know, you have have a, a question that's put before you and then you as a team, you have to figure out what the right answer is, you know. And so it was something to do with a mirror, convex or a concave mirror like you see in the front house, and which one looks you, makes you look fat and which one makes you look thinner. So the three or four of us that were on our team, we were debating back and forth, you know, and then I just knew I had it figured out. And I said, no, the convex with the so-and-so because the light waves are bent this way to make you look thinner. And the team jumped in and said, yeah, that's right, that's right. And I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Okay, all right, all right, all right. but I I could have sworn I figured it out, you know, and, and and the way I said it, I guess, made sense because my teammates went along with me. Okay, all right, you see, see, so obviously there was no discernment there. All right, there was no discernment. You see, so you need to try the spirits. I mean, that's a good example on a very very you know silly level, but it was a game where people that will say things to you will say it with such authority. So you need to have Holy Spirit who knows the right answer. 
maybe we should have prayed about it, all right? You see, you say, well, Lord, what is the, what is the right answer, you see? But so, 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 so try the spirits, you know, you know? And, and we need to make sure we're doing that. Verse number two says, by this know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, of which, of which you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. All right, now, I'm, I'm going to say something just point blank here, too. If I know that someone is not a believer, if I know someone is not a believer, and I've got a critical decision to make, I'm sorry, but that's the last person that I'm going to be asking. Sorry. I mean, he may be an expert in his field, in his or her field. Maybe an expert in his or her field. But if it's a decision that's involving my life, that's the last person that I'd go to. Okay? Because no way can that person be saying anything that is of God. As a matter of fact, if that person is totally, is totally against God, he could be giving you advice from the devil himself, for that matter. Amen, amen, amen. So, so, so try, try the Spirit. By this know ye the Spirit, you know, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is not of God. All right? This is that spirit of Antichrist of which you have heard that it should come and even now is already in the world. And this is not talking about the Antichrist, by the way. This is spirit, you know, all right, this is not the, you know. All right? Um, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God heareth not us. By this know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Amen. Amen. So here you see how to tell the, how to tell the difference, you know. We need to be very, very careful, you know, uh, from whom we are taking, we are taking advice. We need to be very, very careful. Um, uh, uh, again, you know, some people, some people may sincerely be trying to help you, but if they're not being driven or guided by Holy Spirit, then how much wisdom can they really give you? How much knowledge can they really give you? Then there may be some people actually out there who, who may be, be wanting you to, to, uh, make wrong, mis- wrong judgments, or maybe wanting to to drag you down simply because of the fact, fact that you are already successful and because, and because you, of who you are. Amen? So discernment, you know, let's pray for discernment. You know, several months back around, oh, May or so, April, May or so, I remember we had a particular service here and uh, I prayed for all of you for discernment back then, you know. So, so if you were prayed over during that particular point in time, then exercise discernment. Talk to Holy Spirit, Lord, give me discernment, show me. You, you know, get in the habit of asking God before you make a decision, Lord, what would you have me do? Should I go to the left or to the right? You, you, know, you know, when you're speaking to someone and someone is quote-unquote giving you advice, you don't have to tell the person, all right, hold it for a minute, let me get my Bible, let me jump down on your knees and say a prayer and start screaming, Lord, is he telling me, is he lying to me? You know, you have to do all that, but when someone is going through something like that, you simply, you know, you stop and just look at them while they're speaking and just say, Lord, Give me discernment. What should I do here? You know, you know, you know what, 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 what direction should I, should I really take? You know, Holy Spirit is in you. The Word of God is in your mouth. It's right here. It's not a, off somewhere far from you. It's right there in your mouth. Amen? So use it. Use Holy Spirit. You know, let Him minister to Him. Let Him guide you. All right? And then, most importantly, again, after you have that information, Lord, give me the wisdom 
to know what I should do about it. Amen? Amen? Praise God. I pray that this message was a blessing to you. And now, before we close, let us prepare to honor God with our tithes and offerings.